0: Going Linux, Episode 261, Getting to Know KDE. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill.
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will help you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Getting to Know KDE. Hey
0: Bill, welcome back. Um, I have to say that this recording this episode has taken a good deal longer than either one of us expected
1: yeah, that's uh well, I would say it's all my fault, but that would be mostly true um what happened was you know machine got hit by lightning and lost it, then I accidentally deleted two or three recordings and then decided I didn't like the topic and decided to do something totally different, and then proceeded to uh, rewrite that a few times. So yeah, it's taken a while, uh, and it's probably still nowhere as good as what you can do. But I wanted to try another solo uh, uh, episode, and uh, I come to find out that it's a lot of work, especially when you're writing it all and you're doing the research and stuff. It's fun, but you also pick up – uh, tricks and I think this is only like my s- s- second or third that I've ever done but uh, i've I've enjoyed it it's just uh like I said it's taken forever uh you have the patience of uh, a rock because i I would have <laughs> been screaming at the microphone like bill hurry up and get this thing done but I'm on the home stretch now all I've got to do is uh one more record and edit and and put some uh, headers and footers on it and it's done. And, uh, of course I'm saving religiously now because, uh, I didn't do it the last time and I ended up having to record everything again.
0: Yeah, so how many times have you started over from scratch? Five. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, for listeners in the audience who think they want to start their own podcast, this is what you have in store. <laughs> Podcasting is not easy sometimes.
1: Well, you also got to understand it's Bill, you know. Uh,
0: well, I, I, I don't think Bill part. is much different from the average person <laughs> out there. Come on. But
1: uh, I will say it gives you a new uh, appreciation of, of what you do, uh, mm-hmm. getting these shows out. Of course, you know, you do them so often you probably, uh, Got all these, uh you know, quick uh, little things that you can get get it done quicker than I can. But uh, I'm learning, you know, little tips and tricks. They come as you use it. I will oh, have yeah. to say, Audacity is an awesome piece of software.
0: It absolutely is. And uh, it's only improved over time. And I have to say, Bill, that you are right now about where I was in 2005, nine years ago, uh, <laughs> learning how to use Audacity and uh, how not to lose recordings, <laughs> <and> <laughs> all that sort of thing. So I've got a nine-year head start on you. You're doing fine. I appreciate that. Like I said,
1: uh, anybody that listens, you know, take it easy. Remember now, this is only my second or third uh, attempted something totally um, uh, done 100% by, by me. Oh, by the way, Larry, uh, I broke something in the um, studio. Just ignore the glass.
0: Okay, I'll get you broom and, and a dustpan, and uh, I think we'll be fine okay. <laughs> I don't know how you broke that bulletproof glass, but uh, you did it Shh. somehow <laughs> hey,
1: Just because you wouldn't let me use your new machine, I accidentally, on purpose, accidentally dropped a big statue on it And, uh, never mind, anyway yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't know how you dragged that statue in. Don't know, outdoors, I don't know how I
1: did that, that, that 2,000 pound marble statue. I just don't yeah. know how it happened, but.
0: Okay. Anyway. anyway, well, Bill, um, this promises to be an excellent episode. This is, uh, getting to know Katie E. And do you think that, uh, after we've finished all this, uh, uh, recording and posting and all the good stuff we have to do before we finish here that there may be a getting-to-know Gnome or getting-to-know XFCE in the future?
1: I think so, yes, but uh, I'm actually wanting to know what our listeners think about getting-to-know Cinnamon. That mm. seems like the new exciting one. Even Fedora is now uh, including the Cinnamon repositories. So... I'm kind of interested to see if they'd be interested in learning about that. But yeah, I want to do some more and it won't take as long as this time and the format will get better. It's just, you know, you kind of start and and you have great ideas and then you realize it's not that great. You know, it's like I have a champagne taste on a diet Coke budget.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problem. And another one you might want to think about now that Ubuntu has uh, started supporting Mate or MATE. Uh, that might be another desktop that people would be interested in. So um, for you out there in the audience, if you have a suggestion as to which desktop you'd like, Bill, to review next uh, or sometime in the future, um, either write us an email at goinglinux at gmail.com or post something in our Google Plus community, and you'll find links to that on our website. GoingLinux.com, and uh, just let us know what you would like to have Bill review in desktop environments. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the episode then.
1: All right. Welcome everybody to a solo show. That's right, Larry. Let me have control of the studio. I did have to promise not to break anything. We, on the Going Linux podcast, have talked through the years about the available desktops and other offerings and offered suggestions about which ones you might like as your own. But even though a distribution might include a desktop like KDE or GNOME or XFCE, they can be very different from another distribution. We have chosen KDE today to discuss on this episode. So, after a demanding and grueling search, well, okay DistroWatch helped a little. Okay, okay, it helped a lot. The distributions we are going to look at today are Kubuntu, OpenSUSE, PC Linux OS and Fedora. This should give us a pretty good grasp about how things in Linux can be similar but different. Let's first start with a little bit of background. KDE founded in 1996 and founder is Mathis Etrich, I think is how you say his name and the slogan is Experience Freedom and the website is at KDE Dot org. Today we're going to start with Kubuntu 14.10. For Kubuntu is a menu called application launcher style. You can right click on it, choose the classic style, which is more like uh, Windows XP. Some of the things you might see that are a little bit different, it uses the Mo1 Update Manager, the mo Discover, which is a software center. And install software from a nice pull-down interface. Some of the basic apps are K2B, and that's for disc burning, LibreOffice, which is a full suite, and Amarok media player. Firefox is its default browser, but you can install others from the Moon Discover, the software manager. It uses KTorrent as its BitTorrent client. Overall, Ubuntu is very complete and you'll be able to use it right out of the box and any software that is not installed can be gotten by using the Moron application Our next distro that we're going to talk about is OpenSUSE 13.2. Something different is that OpenSUSE uses an 8-month release cycle compared to six most work with. The history was released in October 2005 The application launcher which they call kickoff which is just another name for it is the same one that Capcom 2 uses you can also right-click and change it back to classic menu should you so desire now something different about OpenSUSE is it uses a program called Yas2 which you can kind of think of it as a control panel and it has this software update plus hardware settings and information all in one place. It uses the default Amarok as its audio player. Its browser is Firefox but also lists Conqueror, that's with a K, as another web browser available to you. It uses KTorrent for its BitTorrent program. It also has two file managers, one which is Dolphin which is the default for KDE and Midnight Commander. Midnight Commander always reminds me of MS-DOS when you uh, look at it because it has blue and uh, yellow uh, so it's kind of interesting it's like a throwback to the 80's. OpenSUSE uses LibreOffice for its word processing program but does not include everything like Ubuntu does. But this should not be an issue as you can just use YAS to add anything that you need or want. Overall, OpenSUSE is a very nice looking desktop, and users should not have any problem in their day-to-day computing needs. Next, we have Fedora 20. One of the reasons I wanted to include Fedora in this overview of Linux and KDE was that Fedora does not come with a ton of modifications. Fedora is a very vanilla install, which means the KDE that is released by the KDE project is the one that you get. Another thing that sets it apart is if Fedora does not come with non-free drivers or non-free media codecs. You can install these later, but it might be a little difficult if you're a new user. Fedora uses Conqueror for its web browsing, and it uses Caligra as its office suite. It uses K3B as its disk burner and it has two file managers, Dolphin which is the KDE standard and Crusader which is a root only level file manager. Fedora uses yum as its package manager and it works well and Fedora integrates it well into the system Fedora is closer to bleeding edge meaning that you will have some of the newest newest packages but Fedora is not as bleeding edge as Arch Fedora is supported by Red Hat Fedora is used as a test bed by Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Fedora I think would be better suited for more advanced users or maybe in a computer science class. That being said Fedora running KDE is very usable by new users but they might have a few rough spots or bumps along the way. And our last distro we're talking about is PC Linux OS the project was started by Techstar and his group of developers PC Linux OS has its roots in Mandrake PC Linux OS uses Synaptic as its package manager and its update package manager the start button or start menu is set to the classic style with no chance or choice to put to the new launcher style one of the things that PC Linux has is the NVIDIA and ATI Drivers are already built in, so if you have those cards, it usually finds them. It has LibreOffice pre-installed, and Firefox is installed by default. Some of the programs that it has that other distros don't have is Dropbox, Flash Player, GIMP, Google Earth, K3B, KWrite, KTort, VLC, and Clementine, which they use to replace Amarok. Some final thoughts on PC Linux OS is that it tries to include programs that they think that people use right out of the box and try to incorporate it in so you don't have a lot of programs to install to actually be able to use it. I hope that you've enjoyed this show and look forward to hearing from you.
0: Thanks. Bill, that was great. Lots of good content, and I think that you've got uh, this editing thing down now. You're going to be an expert in no time.
1: Well, at least nine years. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I got it down. I'm sure there, there's uh, lots of errors, so everybody, please be nice, and uh, it will get better, I promise. So, Larry, what is our next episode?
0: Yeah, it will be a Computer America episode. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: You can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux Podcast Google Plus community.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73.